With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yo, yo, this is your boy, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Um, this is Monday, August 28th. It's a good day. Wonderful weather. The Southern California. Y'all, y'all just don't even understand what went down this weekend. As y'all know, we had the West Coast Legends on the radio last week telling you about what was going to go on this week. And uh, I'm telling you, if you wasn't there, you missed one of the most dynamic shows of music, of history. There was just so much energy floating around MacArthur Park. I mean, legends came from the East Coast, the West Coast, the Midwest, and it was just, you talking about diversity? It was so much different diversities of different types of people that was just standing, holding hands, talking, listening to people from all over the world. I mean, it was a big change in the energy of, of our society yesterday and the other day and the day before that. And the people who put in this hard work to put something like that together, it was more like amazing to them, I feel. Because I just sat back and I just watched. I mean, I went around watching everybody who was at the meetings. That's what I was looking at. And those were the main ones who were actually really making a difference. Making a difference at the event. I mean, everybody was putting in hard work, sweating, constantly moving around, constantly moving, constantly standing in action. The reason why I'm just, because I'm tired myself just on the event myself. You know, I'm tired, but I have to do this show. It was so important for the world to hear on what's going on, on, on the shift of energy on what happened. I don't know who's calling in, but I know we're going to have a lot, are supposed to be having a lot of guests. And it's going to be an open forum tonight. And we're going to make history again. And I just thank the Lord that I'm a part of this history that's being made. Thank you all. I appreciate you. I appreciate you believing in content politics. Um, I want to uh, talk about Gene Wilder. We lost Gene Wilder today, who everybody knows who that is. An extraordinary actor. He's a great actor. He's one of, was one of my favorite actors. Uh, did a lot of great movies. Um, I love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That was a great, great, great movie as a kid. You know what I mean? Even as an adult, you'll want to wait to go. You still can't wait to go see it. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to give it up to him because he contributed a lot of things in the entertainment 
he was really one of the, to me, as when I was growing up, he was into uh, being diverse because because him and Richard Pryor teamed up with each other. And that was like the black and white back in the 70s, and that was major. The two black men and a white guy, Caucasian guy, um, coming together and making people laugh together, you know, and, and that's what I give it up for him. He didn't, he wasn't, it was about no color lines, you know, empowering people of all color. So they, they broke that, you know, you had a blind man and you had, what was that, a blind man and something else, crippled man or something. I can't remember the, the other issue the other person had, but at the same time, he was a great actor. He contributed, you know, to society. I'm sure he was a giver. He, he looked like he lived to be 83, you know, and that's great. So what I'm doing is I'm waiting for my motherboard controller that's going to be having the motherboard to come back because I'm going to get straight to the show. Yeah. Hey, I'm here, though. I'm here. Okay. Quite yet. Yep. So we got a call from Arizona and California on the board. Okay. All right. Can you, uh, can you bring the first caller in? Um, well, Caller from Arizona is on online right now. That's Mr. Murphy. You there, Mr. Murphy? Yes, I am. Hey, All right. Up? How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. You're doing fine. Uh, how's the weather out there? Man, it's hot. It was hot today. It was hot to me. It was 100, about 105, 106. Well, yeah, it's beginning uh, to cool down. So, well, I have a question about music. Because tonight is about music, and, you know, you're my father, and I know you know about me because you used to be producing and directing and all that type of stuff. What do you see, being that this show went on this weekend, and it was people from the 70s and the 80s, and I mean the original history legend people that made the music, that made the dancers, that made the the change in energy of uh, uh, a positive, you know what I mean? Uh, what is your take on the music that when you, not to say um, from an elder's point of view, from being um, 70, you know, you're 70 years old, you know, and what's your perspective of music nowadays to you? Ooh, man, music today, man, there's very few people out there that I can listen to because, uh, you know, uh, the boys got their pants on the ground and everything as it's, uh, but it's beginning to, to kind of season back to where a guy can sit back with his, 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 his woman and, and everything. That we, I guess they got away from that. You know, okay. I come up with, with uh, the 60s and, and, and on up to now, uh, I can't even dance to the music now. Not at all. Well, that's, that's <laughs> interesting to hear that because... That's what it was about at this event. It was about dancing. It was about dancing to the music. And, and, and you got to understand what, what I'm glad you said that because that's that's something that, like you saying, you can't dance to the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you, and, you, and the music they play now, what's the difference between the music? Is it faster? Is it slower? Because I can remember back in the 60s, they had dancers that was fast. I, 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 uh, it, the music today don't have the meaning that it had back then, you know? Uh Back then, you know, uh, Johnny Taylor, uh, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, all, all, most all the people that 
I come up listening to and 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 everything. They the the music had meaning. You could listen to it. And it was a story being told. Now right, it's right, uh, right. you know that stuff now where you you know you got to go here and knock this down and that down. You don't do no knocking down with music. Right, and you know and that's mm-hmm. what the whole thing about this this concert this weekend. It it was about you don't have to do those certain things with that type of music they made back in the back in the you know the the seventies and the eighties. You know, especially in the eighties, the music was it was like an Uncle Jam Army, L.A. Wrecking Crew, L.A. Dream Team. I mean, King T, uh, just different types of groups that was just putting out music that was not harming anybody's feelings. You know okay, what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know what I mean? So look, this is what I want. I want to go to my next guest. I want to go to my next guest. Okay, I sir. To my next guest. Uh, uh, thank you for that information. I just want to get the show started with something because I know you was on the line first. Everybody, that's my father. So I want to go to the show. The show tonight. We're gonna, like I was saying, we're gonna go real deep with this stuff because it's about history, and we all have to uh, remember where stuff come from. Seriously. Um, I had to just get into the mode and the groove of this because it was just, it's just, it's really, you had to be there just to be honest with you, to see um, what happened. I mean, the honors, the awards, people received awards. Um, whew, it was the 33rd Radiotron, Peace in the Street Immunity. I call it 2016 Hip Hop Woodstock. And I'm going to go to this next guest and find out who's on the, on the line because as we talk and find out who people are, uh, we're going to find out more on what's going on, what went down. Hello? Is Rosalind there? I'm here. we got a call from California. They need to come on in. Chime in, California. Who is this? Hello? Hello? Kelly? Yes, yes. Hello? Yes, who's calling? This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy from Compton Politics. Hey, hey what's up, Lorenzo? How are this you, is, sir? Uh, good, man. This is clientele. Oh, yeah. What's going on, my brother? Thank you for calling in, uh-huh. man. You know, I was just getting the show started. Really appreciate uh, you calling in. Man, I really love that performance, man. Thank you, man. O-M-G, bruh. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, y'all, I'm not playing, man. Hey, this, I mean, you hear the record. Man, look, I've been listening to the record for years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Years. Right. You know, I'm 51. Right. So, you know, I've been listening to that record. So the songs you were singing to this for years. Right. It was incredible seeing you and Alonzo up there singing. Right. At, you know, right, right. It, it was like, how long was that ago when y'all first did that song? <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, those let's, songs. Let's see. That was about maybe 85. Yeah, 1985 wow. uh, when... Uh, when uh, surgery first came out, um, I want to say in Juice, and then uh, you know uh, Lovers and Turn Off the Lights and and uh, Cabbage Patch, uh, you know for anybody you know who doesn't know it's the world class wrecking crew. Um, we started out with uh, me, Lonzo, uh, Dr. Dre, DJ Yella, who they eventually went on to uh, you know form NWA, and then of course uh, you know Death Row, the Dog Pound, and Ruthless Records, and Easy E, and you know, that, that whole family tree, man, is rich, you know, all the way to, you know, Eminem and 50 Cent and, and Kendrick Lamar. So, 
Um, yeah, so, but, you know, we would have, you know, I guess considered some of the pioneers of, uh, and architects of Compton's rap sound and rap style because a lot of people, you know, came from that. But uh, I, I really enjoyed myself, man. It was 33rd OG, Peace in the Streets, Radiotron, and, you know, representing all the five elements of, you know, MC and DJ and, you know, Graph and, and uh, you know, the, the girl B-Boy and, and Knowledge. It was all there, man, all Elements were represented every day, a beautiful day. 4,000 people came out right there in, in uh, MacArthur Park. And to call it the, uh, you know, hip-hop Woodstock is very appropriate, you know. Um, yeah, we, we, we had a ball. We had a great time. And, and man, I just got to say this, too, you know, so that it was a pleasure working with the entire team of people, you know, from you know, Michael Pelfani to Silky D to Black Blood Mix. Um, Alvarez, of course, the man himself, you know, Rocky Bucano from the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, you know, hey, I don't know what yeah. area you're in, but the area don't sound strong. Okay. <clears throat> so let me, let me try to find move. you another spot. Yeah, try to find you another yeah. spot. Let me move a little bit. But, um, but yeah, all of that, you know, all of that was, was definitely positive. It was all positive. Yes, man. I don't know. Like I said, it's just <clears throat> unbelievable. The turnout, like I said, 4,000 people. Um, the stage was on fire all the way from the beginning to the end. Once it, once it was like, I thought somebody was going to put some gasoline on the stage because it was smoking. <laughs> For real, man. Every time somebody got on the mic, even Silky D on the mic with the MCN, like she just, and just handled it at the show the whole night, just, you know, ran that microphone, man. And it was just a lot of art going on around there, you know. And I hope actually people was taking notes in the audience you know, to see how it's done for being able to orchestrate the, the the energy from the office into the streets into the concert so everybody was cool. You know, Absolutely. that's hard to do. You know Absolutely. what I mean? How could you Absolutely. start? You had you had to plant a great seed at the end yeah. of something like that, really. Because yeah, no, when true. it was no so doubt. many no people. Doubt. Yeah. That it takes a lot like, of planning. Uh, yeah. yeah it, takes, it takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of hard work. And most importantly, you know, the people that you work with, it takes a positive energy you know, that uh, everybody is working as a team towards the same goal. And when you have that type of, uh, you know, commitment and, and synergy, because, you know, what, what people do not know is that the organizers of the event, you know, uh, there, was no, there was no pay. This was all volunteer. You know, this is all, you know, a volunteering of their time and their, and their energy and, and creative juices to put this thing together and for the for the people, for the streets, for the city of LA, and you know, for Radiotron. So I, I like I said, I'm just proud of everybody who participated in, you know, putting this thing together. And I thank them all for what they were able to do and their level of commitment. And uh, you know, I just want to you know applaud all of them for for what they did because it was a very successful event, man. You saw people who hadn't even seen each other in in, in over 10, 20, 30 years right, come together, right, and, right. And, that was and it was like. Yeah, it was like a big family reunion, man, and to see that and, and to see some of them even on stage together, like Rapper's Rap Group, you know, and Dark Star, some, one of the first uh, West Coast groups out here uh, to, to put it down. And, and you know, Krista Glove was there, DJ Battle Cat, and, uh, Arabian Prince. Um, you had, uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, great dancers out there. Shabadoo got a Lifetime Achievement Award. Curtis Blow showed up. He was in the house. Brother Jay from from X-Clan, it goes on and on and on. Um, my girl Medusa, you know, I mean, it's just, 
she just tore down the house. And, and to see that kind of energy, to see people out there breaking and dancing and kids from all ages all the way up to, you know, older kids just having a good time and vibing off the music and, and sharing in the atmosphere and enjoying themselves was a beautiful thing, man. And luckily we were able to, to, to capture it on film, and uh, we are going to be, um, you know, broadcasting that on the Universal Hip Hop Network um, sometime in the future. So, uh, but, yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful event. Oh, yeah, man, you know. Uh, when would be another one? When when is the next event where people can know? I we uh, you know, but well, something like all, that, you, you know, built that energy up, and I'm sure people are gonna have something. But when is gonna be something like this again coming? Well, we are we are we are already yeah we are already planning the next one, and uh, they will be hearing hearing about that very shortly. But absolutely, okay. we uh, have to capture that energy and keep it moving for sure. Okay. All right. Let me go to this next caller. Is Avery Rivlin? Is there another caller on the line on the motherboard? Oh, yes, yes, sir. You got another caller. Let me call. Bring him in. Okay. There you got a caller from Southern California. Yo, yo, Hello? who's this? This comes from politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Who's the caller? What's your name, bro? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can. We can hear you, sir. This is Lonzo from the World Class Wrecking Crew. What's up, Lorenzo? What's up, What's up Lonzo? Lonzo? What's up, Lonzo? What's up, man, thanks for calling in, man. You know, I really appreciate you coming in, man. Oh, wow, this is real big right here. You know, we got the Wrecking Crew on the line together. Um, you know what I mean? You got Alonzo. What's up, Alonzo, man? You know, I'm up here talking about 30, OG 33rd. Run, it's uh, really good my first time show, man. man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah? And I, my first, I, that's my first time even hearing about it, man, in 32 years. So Wow. Was, you know, when I, and I heard about it, and I, uh, I was like, clientele, let's do something, dude. He's like, let's go for it. Silky gave us some, gave us a time slot, and uh, we did what we could. You know, we we had a ball, man. The whole the whole event was beautiful, man. I, I was really impressed with it. I just sent Silky a text earlier and told her how much I enjoyed myself. I had to leave, but uh, you know, I heard a lot of good things about it. everybody performed and had a had a great time, man. It, it was good to see some grown folks put down put it down in in front of some young folks. They don't have no examples of what 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 it was like. They they heard about it. Right. So, right. So I was glad right. to be a part of that. I mean, I was glad to see you there, brother. I mean, you know, it was like I kept on hearing your name floating around. Oh, well, Lonzo, Lonzo. They said, we don't know, you know. It's like you said, you ain't been there. It's just your first time. And, you know, how did you feel about that energy and, and, and realizing that you was a creator of something that was so profound in society? And, and you and you here to see – a lot of people are not here to see what they created, you know, they're not here to see the thing that they was a part of as, you know, years ago. And how do you really feel about when you came, you saw, you you, you did your thing, and, and you finished it? How did you feel, really, really feel after that, Alonzo? It, it was a true blessing, man. It was a true blessing. I uh, I was just watching all the kids come up. I watched, you know, it, it's just it's amazing, man. I got this, I'm watching kids dance. I'm, I'm one of the few people in the hip-hop world. I was there. I got grandkids. I got grandkids, nine, ten years old. So to see kids, my grandkids' age, carrying on the art form, well, you know, it was really, it was really a blessing for me, Doc. Wow, that's a great, that's great to hear from a person like you, man. That's real positive. Um, your boy's on the line, uh, Mark. You know, you just got yeah, off. Yeah, this is doing. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. He's still oh, yeah, on some yeah. yeah, we're just gonna go open form as we go to each person. And, I mean, you know, by both of y'all been on the line, and listen, I know this is history right here. 
what, I, what I'm doing, having both of you on the line on Compton Politics. This is Compton Politics Talk Radio History. This is TT5CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And tonight we just have these super legends, and I'm calling them super legends. Um, I mean, really, Alonzo, I, I mean, I'm just telling you all, you know, I've been through it, and, and when I, Alonzo is the first person to ever give me my first community award, ever. That's what's up. He was my first. He was the first person uh, to give me my first ever community award, and that's why you know I got a lot of respect for that man because that man seen something from a long time ago for me, you know. And I appreciate the Lonzo for that. You remember that? Well, I was a club of fame. He was my, my one of my first honorees, man. Wow. Was, I had a uh, we had a thing at the Club Hall of Fame called "Give Me My Roses Now," and basically it came from. Uh, a friend of mine who died. Me and this guy went to, went to play sandbox together at Mark Twain Junior High School over off McKinley. He died suddenly, and I couldn't. They, I went to speak at his funeral. And I couldn't speak because I was so broken up. And how do you tell? How do you compress forty years of living with some, uh, hanging with somebody into two minutes? And I'm like, you know what? People need to hear how do you feel about it before they died on their back in a casket. So I put together a program called Giving My Roses Now, and Lorenzo was one of the first. How to read? Because he was recognized from the community community efforts, all he was done and all he was doing, and you know it's important that you know folks shine some light on you, man. And I'm glad to be a part of that. Yeah, you know what? You got to understand, people, and that's why it's like 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 Mark said. Did nobody get paid for this? This was humanitarianism, and and people just giving out their hearts. So all the work that was done was free. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Everybody gave, and it's like, and it's not just only me. I'm young, so I can I can imagine how other people have been doing these things for years, and you know, and for what we and what people have done with this with this event, it it, it just put a lot of more positive energy in our city. You know what I mean? And, and what I think is, we, after this energy, we need to keep this energy going. We need to keep it going. It don't have to be, it don't have to be no concert. It don't have to be no concert. It don't have to be nobody getting on the mic. But something, other things we need to go ahead and keep on collaborating on to keep this going. You know, um, I don't know what it is. It's just a thought of me just saying something out loud, a, a loud thought. Um, Rosalind, is there any other callers on the line? Oh, yeah. The board lit up here tonight. We've got okay, more Great. Let me bring okay. in another caller here. Okay, right. look, this is, look, okay, this is what we're going to have to do then, because we got callers, right? And what I can do... I hope you have to hear me. I'm out. Peace. Okay. All right. So I just, how many callers is it, Rosalind? I just opened another line for one caller, and then we have another another caller on hold. Well, all right, because I don't want to keep them callers on hold tonight, you know, because everybody Go I know ahead, is man. very important. Hey, I just want to show some love right quick, Doc. All right, all right. Who is this right here on the line? Class, yo, can yo. you hear me? Hello? Yo, what I do is the one and only Class One. What up? What's up? What's up? What's up, Class One? How you doing, friend? Oh, man, just right here about to link up with my boy DJ Self from the Dog Clown. But other than that, I'm burnt out from this weekend. But it's, but it's cool, though, because we have yeah. a class. We have a good time. Sure, 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 man. I sure I appreciate you calling in, man. Um, I seen you up there spinning them wheels like you was doing, man. You know what? You can spin them wheels, man, without no sternum wheel. Oh, you know what man, I'm saying? Uh, it was cool. It was like a last minute thing, you know. I wasn't too sure if I wanted to get on because I was pretty occupied. 
But everybody was telling me just to get on because I'm going to regret it. So I was like, you know what? All right, I'll get on for a bit, but then I got to get back to handling business. But so you, did, it. Cool, you did, your, you did your thing, man. So, you know, being uh, one of the young um, legends, with the legends, how did it feel being able to get modified in a situation like that with uh, with another level? I mean, you know what I mean? Because every just like, you know, I thought I got modified. You know what I mean? What was the most modified thing for you in this situation as being uh, a young DJ, a young adult DJ, um, you know, as being around this, like, something with this magnitude? How do you really feel about something like this? From from the OG hip-hoppers to the mm-hmm. young, the younger, you know, the rappers. You get what I'm saying? And I know you deal with both, but you just came down. <laughs> you know, you came, you working with the OGs, and OGs is a whole different perspective. You feel me what I'm saying? For real, it is. And what's yeah, the difference? What did you see different? Uh, uh, motivation. I, I gotta say, motivation. The fact that you, you have you had a lot of uh, the the new school with, with, with the old school, which is like kind of re- extremely rare nowadays. And, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why I, I decided to get on, on the turntables in the last minute because I wanted to have you know to have the the young generation you know witness something live. You know, uh, seeing me as like cool if if class. Could be on stage with with, with his favorite, his favorite artist, so can I one day? You know what I mean? And and right. I mean, that's what I really wanted to 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 demonstrate because they, they, we had a lot of youngsters you know watching everybody, and and right. that was my way of showing if I could do it, so can y'all. Of course, you know, and that was man, I love that right there. It's about the youth, it's about the kids. It's also about educating our elders too. You know, you know, we got some late elders out there that think they're young. So remember, we ain't gonna leave them out. They like <laughs> hip hop. because hey, I've seen some old hip hoppers out there last night. I seen like a dude about seventy five, eighty out there dancing, pop locking. I'm like, ooh, we. They weren't doing that back in your day, but whatever day you caught up with, brother, you got it. You know. But uh, like I say, <laughs> class, well, I appreciate you calling in, man. You know, and from your uh, from your perspective. And, you know, uh, what is it that you'd like to tell these youths, man? Can you just, you know, what is something that you love to tell the youths? Well, first of all, be, 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 to, 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 to everybody who's, who's about to get into a, to a certain art, you know, I strongly advise, well, in hip-hop, for example, I strongly advise to learn the history, to learn the history of where it came from, the, the origins, and then... Practice, practice, practice your craft, and don't let anybody, I mean, don't let anybody tell you that it is impossible because that, that is so not true at all. So the, and the only one that could, could, that could stop us is ourselves. It, I know it's a little cliche, but it's true. Right, right, right. That's I what I tell the youngsters. I thank you for that, my brother. That's a lot of not a lot of young uh, wisdom coming out, man. Not to say you're young, but I, I see you though. You feel me? And you you're a smart brother, and that's what I like about you. Uh, well, I'm yeah, gonna go to my I learned from you guys. Oh, I learned from the OGs. Man, I appreciate that. You know, if I'm part of that. You know, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to my next caller class real okay, quick. Man. It was it was good hearing you guys, and we'll and we'll stay in touch. Yo, yeah, for sure, man. We're gonna. I'm gonna come help you out with your show. I'm gonna come to your uh, grand opening with your with your thing. 
No doubt. On the 27th with your program, with your event you have going on. I'll be there to support Compton Politics, support other radio stations, man. That's for Definitely. sure. You know what I mean? Yep. So T25CL.com supports you and your company. Um, let me go to the next caller. I know they've been okay. holding on. Hello? Um, there must be silent because one hung up. So you're, you've got oh. all your calls on right now. Okay. So it's open for now. Okay. So who's yeah. all on the line right now? Lazo, if you're here. Who? Poncho? That's Lonzo. Yeah, I'm here. Alonzo. Okay, and who else? This Lonzo? Um, Mr. Murphy. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, all right. I just got to check check my traps, y'all. I got to check my traps. You know, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, y'all. You know, we have some great sponsors, man. They were some great people out there, um, you know, just giving. You know what I mean? First, I want to give it up for Toyota Museum. Um, from up out of Torrance, uh, I want to give shout up out to what is this? Gotta go, Bill Bonds. These the two people, the two groups who actually support, uh, supported uh, the swag bags for the VIPs, and was actually was really able to give almost, really to be honest with everybody, an extra hundred bags out to the audience, to the crowd. I mean, it was just amazing. On I even was able to give forty. Uh, bags, little kitty bags, educational bags with, like, DVDs and books and stuff to, like, 40 kids. You know, I just walked around and gave them. I mean, it was just a wonderful thing. On, oh, uh, City Lights, too. I want to thank City Lights. Right now I'm just talking about the swag bag companies. I'll be getting a list of all the other sponsors, and I'll be announcing their name also um, on a, on this on this show tonight, the sponsors. I'm sure I have all the names. If I miss any names, if anybody remember any names, that. We go on. You often mention the names you remember who sponsored, who came and supported this event with Radiotron, OG 33rd, Woodstock, Hip Hop Woodstock. That's what I called it because I loved it. Um, so the sponsors. All right. Uh, here you go. I got Levitt's Pavilion, Food and Shave Ice. This is T, Picture Perfect Events, Tropical Taste, Tropical Treats. Um, I already said Toyota Museum, Dr. Glover from Global One World Foundation for the vendors, and Gotta Go, Bell Bonds, those are the vendors. Um, we're going to go to the companies that actually support it. Everybody has to in different companies, so I'm going to come up with the names of that in a moment. I just want to give a shout out to our, you know, our swag bag swapping and a couple of other things for right now. Well, um, I want to just go back to the to our audience and it's just really open form, man. And the whole change of music, um, on how people have to sell almost sell their souls to even make a good record to get put out. Or do any could anybody speak on on that level until we have another guest come in and we're gonna you know, go back or if you wanna speak on it's like what what okay, this is what I want to do. To you, Alonzo and and and, yes, and, 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 and my boy Mark. Hey, yep. who was your best artist that night? Who was your best artist that night? So there was you artists. Know, yeah, I go can't, ahead. No comment. I, I had to leave early, so I didn't get a chance to see nobody but record crew. So I'm fired <laughs> today. 
<laughs> okay, okay. That's a good answer. Well, for me, you know, and 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 I, I've always told her this, you know, uh, she is hands down, you know, for me, my number one favorite female MC, and that's Medusa. Um, every time I see her, it's like watching something brand new, you know. Uh, she's never stale. It's never the same because, you know, people don't understand, like, what her level of talent is. She can rap. She can sing. She can dance. She's an entertainer. She she works the crowd. Um, yeah. I mean, she's just an amazing person. She doesn't need a lot of, you know, frills and extras and, 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 and dancers or anything. She literally can captivate an audience all by herself, you know. And so for me, it's always a treat. And, and, and she's, just, she's just one of my, you know, one of my partners from back in the day. So for me, it's always a treat to see her. So hands down. You know, I really enjoy seeing her. But I also enjoy, you know, rappers rap group. And I enjoy seeing Ronnie Hudson. Um, I enjoyed all the DJs, man, that were there, all the way from, you know, Battle Cat and DJ Sparkle and Chris the Glove and DJ Antron and, and DJ Domino. I mean, it was just an amazing thing to see. I, I love seeing Clip, you know, the the, 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 the Latino beatbox, the Chris Payne and Kid Frost, you know, get up there and, and do his thing and, you know, I also wanted to point out, you know, shout out to Roger Clayton, man, and, and, and the memory of, of Roger Clayton because his spirit was in, was there that night, too, because Uncle Jim's Army was represented well, you know, with Simply D and all those all the guys from, from Uncle Jam's. And, and, and what, you know, because really when you talk about the history of, of where all of this came from, you know, at that time you had Radiotron, you had Uncle Jam's Army, Uncle Jam's Army, and you had the Wrecking Crew. Those were right. the three ent- entities, the three pillars, really, that was putting it down and repping the five elements, you know, and bringing, you know, kids together so they could, you know, party and dance and have a good time and, and get out of trouble and stay out of trouble. So, you know, it's just it was just a, an atmosphere of, of and, 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 and a vibe and an energy that I felt was like from back in the day, like, okay, wow, because a lot of it was organic. We had a, you know, we had a schedule and, we had a lot of artists. We had over a hundred, you know, a hundred artists scheduled. Back in the day, you had a hundred artists back in the. Oh, you talking about at the at the event? I, I'm talking about this. Yeah, this being on the weekend. Oh, okay. And, and and so it was a tight, tight, tight schedule. But there was a lot of things that happened organically, and that just felt natural. You know, people. I mean, I even saw like great dance battles on the side of the stage. People were just spontaneously, you know, getting together in circles and and battling. That's what I remember from you know, going to Uncle Jam's Army Party, going to the Radio Tron, and, and of course, you know, the Wrecking Crew at Dudos and Skateland and, 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 and even after dark. So, yeah, this is what I remember back in the day. This is how it was. And it was beautiful to see kids out there witnessing, you know, okay, this is, this is how it is. This is organic hip-hop, right? Johnny on the being created. You know, right here. So it was a beautiful thing to see. You know, all the, all the, you're the bad area, bro. Yeah, he's in the bad area. Hold on, I keep going in and out. You got to get out the bath. You got to get out the bathroom and go in the kitchen. <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm actually outside. Hold on one second. You live? You by the airport or something? No, I live in a uh, canyon. Um, is that oh, yeah. Go there. Why? Okay. That's why he lives in Canyon. 
Yeah, yeah. you know, that's some good history, man, you know, and it's real true in everything you're saying. Right. Uh, dynamics of what's been going on, and then I look at it like this. We, you, 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 y'all need to go ahead and throw, instead of like a 70s and a 60s party, you need to throw an 80s party, one of those good Uncle Jam, L.A. Wrecking Crew, like straight up another old school party. You know what I'm saying? An old school party. You know what I'm saying? Just bring it back. You know, the Freak Daddy crew, the, 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 the mods. Bring everybody back. This one big dance. You just okay. see everybody in heaven. Everybody have to dress like that. And everybody would do that. That would you know be what wild. I'm yeah, I mean, and you, you know what I'm saying? Really, I, I mean, I can see that. I mean, that's something that could be in the half of the year before the concert. Another reunion of a, like a, let's bring that back. I mean, we don't need no use to be up in the internet for us to know how to party for what we used to do. I mean, this well, you know, I mean, you know what? That's who I was there um, this weekend was the, everybody from the old school. Yeah, well, that was the beauty of it all is is, is that, you know, you had people who, who had experience in doing that. And, they, you know, they know how to put on a show like that. And they can, you know, pass that information on and pass that vibe on to other generations as well. And that's that was the beauty of all that, to see that, you know. Just, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm about to say, okay, old school party at, at the at the loft. The you ain't even for something to do. I'm looking for Curtis Blow's phone number right now. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I can see that. I can yeah, see that. And they, 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 you know, that can just see, and that's just the start spot. Cause you know, you can't. You, can you hold five thousand or six thousand people? Oh no, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an intimate party about three hundred. Oh yeah, that's cool right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, y'all. See, but, things but, go on. But you know, you know, there are several cities that uh, you know have definite have shown definite you know interest in you know the whole peace in the streets movement and the whole peace in the streets style of you know promoting the five elements. So we're actually uh, talking to those cities now so that we can, you know, consider bringing, bringing this type of event to those different places as well, because I think to have it, you know, in LA is, is great, but you know, there are a lot of other cities that could benefit um, that, that, that need that kind of, you know, love and unity and, and coming together of, of people and healing, you know, of the streets, because, you know, you guys know, as we do, uh, you know, there there are a lot of issues that that need to be addressed, you know, in our, on our streets and 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 with our people in our community. So, to be able to uh, give people a chance to come together and and, and to share in, in the arts, but also, you know, spread some love and knowledge, you know, that's a beautiful thing, and that's how you can you know heal you know what's wrong and 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 how you can you know make change happen, and that's yeah. really what it's about too, and and so. You know, we definitely are looking forward to, like I said, taking this type of event to other cities and other places, maybe even other states, you know, up north, you know, uh, you know, in the south and, and other places. So, you know, it was this was really a, a, a kickoff point and a model that we wanted to create so that um, we know that we can take this kind of, uh, you know, you know, thing on the road, man. And so that's what we're looking looking at doing next. Um, but it was a wonderful event. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of people enjoyed themselves. All the feedback that I'm getting is positive, and people are appreciating that we were able to put it on. And, 
you know, and, and people are appreciating how we did it and, and, and why we did it. And, you know, like I said, man, I want to thank, you know, Carmelo Alvarez for giving us the opportunity to do it and everybody else, you know, on the team who put in that work, you know, hard work and sacrifice of their time to uh, make this event happen. Also, Mad, Mad Mac Entertainment with Kevin Kim and his, his uh, film crew, they were out there, you know, yeah, putting it down, yeah. filming, it, filming it. And like I said, we, I'm going to go in and, and we're going to uh, edit it all together and we're going to definitely have something great for public consumption. And, um, you know, just, just everybody, man, that was there that, uh, that you know, helped out and promoted, man. Just you know, big ups to them, man. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, man. Um, you know, this, this, this movement, right, like you say, you want to take it to different cities, different states. And I can just see the change in others. See, it's like not saying that L.A. didn't accept it. We did. We love it. We got it. Well, that's our baby. You get it? But when you can take something with this dynamics to other cities, man, like New York, Chicago, I mean, a West Coast style, um, I think in, in the magnitude of the humanitarianism and, and, and the people that have love and that care for people, not only are they going to do music, it's the energy that's coming with it. You know, it's the, it's the people that care for people and, you know, love people, and that's the whole difference, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and, Absolutely. And, you know, and I don't know how, I don't know if something like that, I think something like this can be sponsored to where, um, just saying everybody be happy or just be sponsored to where everybody happy for doing it. You know what I'm well, saying? You know, we, we are, we are speaking to, uh, some, some potential sponsors and potential investors as well. Okay. That's what that, I want that, to get to. That, that's really yeah. important. That's very that important. Because, yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely yeah. something that, um, you know, we, we're, we're doing. And, you know, I also wanted to point out too, or just shout out the rock the vote, man, and, and voter registration. And we, you know, we were encouraging all night, if you hadn't registered to vote, please register to vote. Uh, whatever your, you know, political party or, or your political preferences are, um, that's on you. But, you know, voting is so important. Voting rights, you know, there are people who fought, bled, and died for voting rights. And, you know, your your right to exercise, you know, your voice and, and, and uh, cast your vote is, uh, is, a, is a, a right that's given to you by, you know, the U.S. Constitution. So we were out there also promoting that as well and encouraging people, if you hadn't registered to vote, you know, to register and uh, to uh, participate in, in the electoral process. So that was another thing that was brought up. So you had all all five elements of hip-hop were, were represented, you know, and it was a beautiful thing to see that. So, um, you know, we, we are definitely, definitely looking forward to the next one and looking forward to, uh, you know, continuing to spread, you know, this knowledge and, and art to uh you know the rest of the world yes 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 uh, ladies um, and gentlemen go ahead you got another caller you do have another caller but uh, i have a question for both of the gentlemen that's on the line right now carmelo and the other gentleman um when you were speaking about um making an impact and doing what you're doing which is a great effort for you know the community um with with all that, is, and you know, you make great music with hip hop, and I'm I'm from an OG generation. Um, but my question is, with all the music that you make, and I know that it's it's made a, a change uh, from when it used to be when it was really you know derogatory, but now trying to be more uplifting and uh, encouraging to the young people. But my question is, with all the Gang activity with 
still all the killings. I mean, Chicago is just crazy. Um, but, you know, our major inner cities are crazy. If you were to take this effort that you've done from Saturday and bring it to the major cities and then sit down and talk with those people, I mean, I don't know how, uh, you know, how that successful it would be to talk to these gang members, these young kids, because these young, these young kids are out shooting, just taking lives without, without a second thought. And as a mother, as a grandmother, having a grandson, and I know there's many out there who are going to be listening to this show um, and, and wanted to want to see from your perspective, what would you do to help influence uh, these young, young guys that's out here just, just taking lives and trying to, you know, help them turn their lives around? What what makes it so hard or so, you know, so, I don't know. I don't know. Can you, sometimes right. you can't even find well, the words for it to well, help the community. Right. Well, you know, the, the answer to that could, could take up a whole other show. Oh, but, yeah. I, uh, so I'll I'll try to I'll try to you know deal with that topic in a in a nutshell or, or give you a brief answer and, and I'm gonna have to personalize it a little bit. Um, hip hop saved my life. If it wasn't for hip hop, if it wasn't for me DJing and having you know rapping and, and getting involved with that side of things, I could have as easily been one of those kids, you know, one of those gang-banging kids, one of those kids caught up in the system, you know, per se. But I had a reason. I had an excuse. I had an out. You know, I had an outlet. And a lot of times nowadays, a lot of our youth don't feel as if they have that. They don't have an outlet. A lot of resources, you know, are taken away or, 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 you know, a lot of the, the things that the communities used to do for kids in terms of, you know, financially or creating, you know, youth programs have been scaled back due to budgetary issues or due to political issues. And so uh, when you have that and when you have, you know, poverty, poverty-stricken neighborhoods, when you have a lack of hope and you have, you know, just this weight of despair beating down, a lot of people tend to get involved with gangs and drugs and, you know, turn to other alternative forms of violence. And then the music starts to reflect that. And then it becomes art imitating life in this vicious cycle. So we have to be able to find ways to break that cycle. Education is one of the key components of breaking that cycle because knowledge of self creates knowledge and wealth. So what we have to begin to do is really, really seriously look at the educational system and understand that it's a lopsided deal when you're spending more money to, uh, you know, incarcerate and recidivate than you are to educate. You know, so that's why we have to really start looking at the systemic issues, and it's it's a wider issue. Yes, the the arts play a role, absolutely. You know, and like I said, personally, the arts were there for me as an outlet. But, but again, a lot of these things were, were systematically taken away, you know, via political decisions. So that has to be addressed. But the other side of it is, again, the educational system has to be shored up and, and, and supported even better 
so that, you know, students can be educated and they can make better choices in their lives and have better, you know, opportunities and options. Wow. Wow. What did you say, Ralph, for the caller? Yeah, you do have another caller. Let's go to another caller because I still had another question or comment, but let's go to the next caller. Uh, Yeah, let's go to another caller. And from... Who is this on the line? Who is this? This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, just come from politics. Who is this on the line? Hello? Uh-oh, what happened? Where'd they go? Oh, you know, they be. this might be uh, one of them silent nights right there. You know, some people Hello? don't say anything. Hello? Hello? Hello, Hello hey. how are you? I'm good. How are you? All right, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics. Thank you for calling in. Who am I speaking to? Hey, and this so- is Regina. Hey, What's up, Regina? Okay. So, hey, uh, let me wait. Hold on. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. Zoe, pull away a little bit from your mic because you're 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 muffling into your mic. Just pull away. Yeah. There you go. You want to sound more smoother now? A little bit smoother there, my brother. Yeah. There you okay. go. Okay. Hello, Regina. How are you, Regina? I'm good. How are you? All right. Um, what did you think about this weekend? Oh, I think it was amazing. I think it I mean, was. Uh, I see you back there. Hey, I see you back there doing your thug fizzle, girl. I don't know what. <laughs> I didn't even know you do it like that. Now, come on now. What was it you was doing back there? I was in, pretty much interviewing everybody, getting an intake on how they feel to be a part of the Peace in the Streets Festival. Um, just a little history where they came from, what they're about, what they was talking about, and um, you know, just how they feel about. Um, representing peace and unity and um, in spite of what's going on worldwide. That's uh, global, as shall I say. And so I really was interested, uh, and that was one of the uh, questions I asked every single person I interviewed. So I, it was a really uh, nice event. I was, you know, a lot of people I grew up on their music or uh, heard about them, but I never was able to meet them. So it was a really, it was very, very, very nice event. I was excited that I was a, uh, a part of that event. You know what? You know what, Regina? You know, to me, it was the artists there, but you had a chance to sit back there all for the, all those hours and interview every last one of those artists. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, what was the? How did you feel? I mean, when you went home, how did you feel? And I know you do big things, my sister. You know, she's a writer for me. She writes my stories for me. She have an article coming out, coming out. So. I always announce what people do for me. This is one of those great community people that do things for people. Um, not only she was out there on the red carpet interviewing everybody, every artist, she does things for people too. She is a humanitarian too. I just want to thank her for thank calling you. in. And I just want to let you because I want them to hear you from an interviewer's perspective. Because mm-hmm. there's different levels, because there's different levels in this hip hop. And by yeah. you being the one to get a person's feelings and, and how they felt about what they did on stage and where they came from and how far they came from and what they're doing now. You got you heard all them stories. You right. have some of the people tonight on the phone, I hope, that they did interview some of the people that's on the phone tonight. What was your biggest impact on what was going on for you yesterday, that day, and after you got home, and I can listen to Matt, you know, like I said, you do big things already. You got a book and all that out already, you know, and I know Alonzo got a book, too. I want y'all to talk about that stuff as we go because the world mm-hmm. needs to know who, what you do, who y'all are. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. can you just tell the world by being one of the interviewers back there all day long 
what was your biggest impact back there of this whole being that you know you OG just like everybody else? What was your biggest impact of the energy you got from that? The biggest impact um, that I got, and it was a reason why I really wanted to do um, the interviews as well, because my second book is about to come out. It's called Just the Candle, and it it, it kind of ties into exactly what you guys are radio trying to stand for, Peace in the Street, for that festival in itself. You know, I felt everybody was so excited to be, you know, like to really tell this story, you know, how it, how it came about, you know, being the, the first uh, male or female rapper or, you know, how, you know, they, radio stations wasn't playing their music and how this kept them from being killed or out of the streets and and so forth, but the really thing that I got out of everybody, it, out of everybody that I interviewed, it was unity. You know, it was it was uh, it was uh, um, it was so much unity, and they were so uh, eager and willing to stretch out their hands to the young kids in whatever area they're coming from. You got people that was representing, you know, uh, South Central LA. There was Reverend Boyle Heights. You know, our Latino uh, community. You know, everybody was on the same page. Uh, the same aspect of knowing that, you know, hey, this kept me off the streets. This is my music. This is what I, I got a story to tell. And uh, I'm willing to help the ones who's coming up behind me. And that was really 99% nine people, everybody, that, every artist, producer, uh, and they, people that I've known in the industry that's still, still, um, you know, going strong, you know, that was out there I haven't seen in a long time. You know, and they still doing good things. So I was really excited. I mean, it was I was excited for them just to see their friends, take pictures, hang out, get on the stage, uh, like a female rapper Mandusa. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! She she killed the stage. Like, I, I you know, and, and and I never heard of her. That's the cool thing about it. You know, I'm a little bit younger than everybody. So, but this the history what she had to say where she came from. I'm like, you're just so awesome. You guys is just as much as energy as a young person. You know, yeah. like you just you, yeah. you, you. When I came on the stage, I thought this was some young girl killing it. She out here doing her thing, and to get her story and interview her in the back, it was just so phenomenal. So I really enjoyed myself to be a part and to hear everybody's uh in uh in their part on what they they part they played in uh, hip hop. So yeah, I, it was I was really humbled. Yeah, you know what? I, I love that dynamic. I'm glad. I'm so glad you called it because we got it from a reporter's perspective. You know what I mean? It can't come no better than from you, a reporter, a person that writes books. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure you're gonna absolutely. Take, you know what I mean? I'm sure you're going to take, and I'm gonna sure you're going to take what you got, and I know you're going to use it in the right perspective because you have a part of history, and, and maybe you can, you know, team up with the team that, you know, and just talk. You know what I mean? Because, man, well, what I mean, I shot, wow. Well, what I shot. Um, what I was interviewing and, and some of the film intake that I was taking is, a, and I let everybody know it was a part of a documentary. Like I said, the book that I have coming out is called Just a Candle. It has not been released yet, and it talks about, uh, you know, it talks about black-on-black crime. It talks about police brutality. It talks about single parents, and it talks about inner city, they look, the, the lack of hope. You know, like people are forgetting about other people that just may not, uh, be able to have it, and there, there's no uh, community resources for people to go to, you know, for new jobs and um, resources for even wow, that's church and everything. My book ties into every single aspect of what Radiotron did on over the weekend, what every uh, hip-hop artist uh, stood for and respected for, what they're fighting for, now all these foundations out here in the city, uh, gang-on-gang crimes. I mean, everything I tied, I tied everything. It just, it's just ironic that my book 
ties into what you guys did over the weekend. And so wow. I really had a lot of questions. And they were like, oh, wow, you hit me with some good questions. Yeah, because it all ties in. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. a vision, a vision, yeah. a vision. And see, and that's what I tell people nowadays. I say, you, as long as everybody on the same mindset, I mean, I mean, and I really mean mindset. You might not get along, you right. might not agree, you might yeah. not like each other. But if y'all got the same, listen. Why do a why can a dog and a cat play together? Because they got the same mindset. The cat know he's a cat. The dog know he's a dog. The dog know the cat is a cat. The cat know the dog is a dog. But they, I don't see some cats and dogs play. But then sometimes I don't see the cat chase the dog, and I seen the dog chase the cat. So, and it's kind of like it's about the mindset. I mean, yeah. I didn't see no. Listen, I didn't see no color at that event. Oh when my I God. Those, I, hey, yeah. when I was giving out those bags, I was looking for artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't say, where's that black guy? Where's that Latin guy? Where's that white Caucasian guy? I say, hey, where's so-and-so at? Because it's, it's the energy I had to keep around there. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? I had mm-hmm. to ask the artist. I had to ask for that rapper. I had to ask for that, that dance. I had to bring those words out to keep the energy. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's what I think. Everybody was articulating everybody before they stepped. Everybody thought before they spoke to each other. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. The energy was yeah. so profound. The energy was so powerful. It, it was just from the back to the front. The kids was, the kids was, man, the kids was awesome. Yeah. So, so I love how we was able to show the kids how to get along. Yeah. What, it was you know? an amazing event for me to, to be a part of. I mean, really, really amazing. Like I said, I'm, you know, a little bit younger, but, I, you know, I ran into some people that, they still, uh, I met a, a wife and um, a, hu- a husband and wife and her son and their, oh. their in-laws, they're, they're, they were, uh, they were pop lockers or break dance, you know, yeah, they were pop lockers. And so it's just, it was just so awesome to interview. They just generational down and she's still doing it. She was, she was, she's still doing it. And so, yeah, it was a great thing. It was a great thing. And it went, there was no color lines because that was a question. I asked some of the Latino, um, uh, artists, you know, how do you feel of what you're here to stand for, for a peace festival? But the world always continues to label and make a division between brown and black, you know. You know, so so what would you say to, to the young kids that want to come up that want to mimic you or just to mimic hip-hop, but, but they're in the world system, they try to label an African-American man as uh, a gangbanger, a drug dealer, or so on and so forth. So negativity when we have, you know, they're smart, they're managers, they're doctors, they're lawyers, and so is Latinos. So what do you say when you hear Representative Keith, and, and, but the world is trying to label your community as something different against African Americans? So those are the questions that I ask because um, if you're, you know, they need to hear that. They need to know that there is no color line, there is no barriers, there's, there's peace. There are some people that are standing for peace. Right, right, right. And I appreciate that, Dorsey. I appreciate that, Regina, Dorsey. Um, is anybody else on the line, Rosalind? No, it's open line right now. It's on my open mic. Hey, Alonzo, you still on the line? I'm still here. Okay, Alonzo, did you hear uh did you hear Regina on the line talking from the back uh the back uh in the VIP section about her perspective from a reporter's point of view? Um, what would be your perspective from being interviewed from a person? I'm sure, did you interview Alonzo from the Wrecking Crew? Yeah, I did. 
did. Uh, do, do you think, can you tell him who you are so he can talk about how he felt in that interview? You know what I mean? Because it's important for people to collaborate about what happened before, you know, and it's another day. Um, mm-hmm. what, could you explain to him who you are? He might remember. I was the, uh, the reporter was, uh, well, the, the female in the back uh, had on a dress. Yeah. We, we we interviewed. We kind of like at the time it was only two interviewers. It was a guy and then it was me. Yeah, yeah. So. You you the with the blonde hair, right? Yeah, the blonde hair girl. <laughs> Sexy lady with the blonde hair. I remember you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I did yeah. interview him. And that's so ironic. You know, his interview. To be honest with you, is is ironic that he is on the phone because uh, he stuck in my mind when I woke up because he, and it was so many interviewers, but he had so much history and so much love and compassion on what he was talking about. He, he, I remember the name. Uh, we talked about a lot, but I remember the name and I thought about him today. That's crazy. <laughs> no, no, you know what? It's not crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I asked that question because like I said, I look at things from different perspectives. I'm saying that we got the yeah. interview. We got the interviewee. We talk about history and music. Like you say, you're not, you're not from back in the day, but you you know you know about it. But yeah, you had an opportunity to interview some people from back in the day from the music that you've been raised on now that you yeah. really <laughs> that you really like better than the new music that they have now. You like this music better. Yeah, it was a lot of history. I was it was exciting. It was a lot of history for me. That's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, from your perspective, Alonzo, what do you feel about that interview that you know you got from this young lady right here? This young queen. You know what? It was it was great to interview her because she knew but she didn't know, and she had, but she asked the right questions, and that right there means that she want she wanted to learn, and I was able to drop something on her that she had she wasn't familiar with. You know, um, everybody don't know my history, and it's sometimes I have I have more fun interviewing with a person that doesn't know everything than I do with somebody that knows a little bit of something. Because sometimes a little bit of knowledge can be dangerous. So when we talked, it was it was fun for me because she was like, "Oh, I didn't know." Yeah, now she know. It was we we had a great time. It just um, you know, when um, let me slow down because like I get real passionate. I do interviews. I have to, I have to learn to pace myself sometimes because I'm I'm passionate about what I do. And people say you talk fast already. So when you when you get when you get excited, you can people can't understand what you're saying. So I gotta take time and express myself uh, a little more calmly. Right, you know, right. You, you know, you think everybody knows that what you've done and your history, and because the way I am, I'm kind of a modest person. I really don't wear it. I don't wear it on my T-shirt like I should. But uh, interview with her, she had a she had a, a true interest in the history, you know, and she knew enough to make the interview exciting for me. And like I said, she's a cutie pie, so I had a ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't want to say that. You know, I have to keep it professional, but I'm so glad you said that, sir. Because your, hey, so. hey, your name Alonzo. Your name Alonzo and my name Lorenzo, so we twins. We, we, we always get confused. I'm Lorenzo about four or five times a day. Oh, yeah, I hear Alonzo uh, about ten. Yeah, see, I'm Lorenzo, so if, if, if you get in trouble... You can just blame it on me. I'm gonna blame it on you anyway. That, that's, what, uh, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. He did it, Alonzo. No, Lorenzo. No, you got the wrong zone. You got the, you got the, you got the wrong. <laughs> that's funny. 
Yeah, but, you know, this is Compton Politics, everybody. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Uh, we live with the history, young history, middle class history, elder history. I don't even know if my father's still on the line. You know, he even called in tonight. I listened to the very beginning. I heard your pops on the line, man, and your pops made a very good point. The music today is not danceable, Okay. Uh, it, it, it really kills me, man, when people give me music all the time and tell me this, this is a club banger. And I'm like, what you going to do in the club? Smoke weed? Because this, this thing can't dance in the same You can't do that on song, man. One thing I can say about, one thing about our music back in the day, everything we did, whether it was gangster or whatever the case may be, it had a danceable beat to it, okay? One of my, one of my as, a, as a DJ, understand this. I left Radio Tron on Thursday, grabbed my stuff, hopped in my truck, and went and DJ the party that night, okay? As a as a DJ who's been in the music game for over 40-some-odd years, damn near 40 years, Doc, I, I've seen the, uh, the music kind of decline to the point where folks can't have a good time because the music don't, it don't inspire you to move. It, you know, the, the girls get their little drinks in their hands, and they they wave their hands back and forth. They wave their hands back and forth, and everybody go, "Hey, that's my jam!" But everybody dancing. Now, right. you know what? You know what? It is so funny that you said that because when you go to clubs nowadays, everybody's standing up and drinking. Everybody's just talking. No there's no music to want to get you to boogie unless. It's a club that just turned up once you get in there. But I've seen some clubs where there's nobody dancing, no her, no time. Just like. Wall hustling, wall dancing. You Lorenzo, know, <laughs> Lorenzo, I still run a club today. Okay, wow. I closed down. I closed down this weekend, so I would have energy and time to do do the radio tron and uh, do my other gig I had to do. And um, I rented the club out to young young folks, and I rented it on a Friday night, and I turned back around and rented to some older folks on a Saturday night. And the older folks party harder, harder than the youngsters ever did. Okay, I, I left Radio Tron. I did an old school party at the uh, Sheraton Gateway Hotel, and everybody in the room had an AARP card. Okay, <laughs> everybody in the room is gray hair with AARP cards, and they parted from the first song to the time that the man told me to uh, wrap it up. Okay. Nowadays, you can't name me the new song. Name me a new song. I mean, a, I mean a new uh, new dance. I can't. I don't know. Them. You can't. Hey, they, Pop, they have no, Pop Lock. No, no. They ha, they have no examples on television on how to party. They have no. They have. We have Soul Train. Okay. We have. And I'm I'm looking online on Facebook, and I see my boys Captain Crunch and the Funky Bunch. These cats are 50 years old, still locking like they was when they were 30, or 25, I should say. Okay? They had a reunion party Saturday night. Um, and I'm looking at the Facebook post, and they rocking their butts. They jamming like a son of a gun on Facebook. And they cats, I know they're 50 years old. Okay? I know they're 50. Right, right, right. They, they, you know, I've seen them. I, I heard about them cats right there. They, they, must be, they must be with the dog boys. Okay? They were even the dark and soul train boys. Okay? You know, we well, we I, had our west, we had our east side crews that uh, some of them would infiltrate over to the radio trying from time to time, but most of our guys 
stayed on our side of town. They went to the workshop, and they also would go to the uh, Bill Sosa from time to time. Okay. Hey, so look, so Alonzo, back and, and by, by you being way back there, man, you know, um, how was it? You know, did you have difficulty with the gang members? Uh, were you actually really able to pull gang bangers from to become uh, uh, into the music level? I mean, how many? I mean, really, I mean, that's a question I want to know. Was it guys that you really saved their life in the music that you did yourself? Say one more time. You broke up a little bit with, with the last line. I said. How was it for you back in the day, Ben, that you was really influenced? Because, you know, I have friends that was DJs, thought they was rappers, and, you know, had their own equipment and everything like that. How was it difficult for you to stay away from the gang situation? Or was the gang trying to bother you? Or was it easier by you being a gentleman? All the years I DJed, all the years I DJed, and I first started DJing back in 1977, okay? I was the only DJ for miles around, dude. I played bar mitzvahs. I played quinceañeras. I played wedding reception, dog fights, grocery stores, whatever the case may be. I went from East L.A. to uh, to Santa Monica with no problem. I never had a problem. In fact, let me tell you a quick story. I was partying. I was doing a set in East L.A., okay? uh, Got hired by some cholos. And uh, somebody, somebody knew me. That knew, you know, knew me. That knew him. They had a backyard party. A fight broke out in the party. Okay, the cholos got. They told me, hey man. They told. They called a timeout on the fight. I'm not lying, dude. They called a timeout. Parted the dog on a uh, dance floor like the Red Sea. They helped me un- help me load my equipment up. They said, hey man, no, 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 man. Let the DJ go home. Let the DJ go home. They helped both sides. Helped me load up my truck. They paid me. As soon as I hit the driveway, they started fighting again, dude. It was the damage I've seen. Excuse me, the damage thing I've seen all my life. Okay, that's the honest God truth. Wow. So when, wow. I, when I was doing my thing, man, and I was with Eve after dark. Yes, there were gangs, but the ratio of gang bangers to civilians was a lot lower. If it was a hundred kids in the club, it may have been fifteen gang members. Right. Everybody wasn't in the games in the in the early days because there wasn't no reason to be in the game because there was no money in it. Money didn't come into the, money didn't come into the into the uh, gang thing till eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, that, that was, was my time. Cocaine changed everything. Opened the club in seventy nine. So seventy nine, eighty, eighty one, eighty two, eighty three. We really didn't have a gang issue. We had, like I said, the gang bringers that was around. I knew. Because it wasn't a whole bunch of them. It was a it was a few guys that had reputations, and because I was always one of the guys that was cool, I gave the dances at the um, I did the dances at the high school, I did the dances on the streets, and um, I, in my neighborhood, I could not be in my neighborhood gang. I was too skinny, but I had a car, so <laughs> I was cool with all the gangbangers. Right. So boys in my neighborhood, they would protect me. And they wouldn't let me be around when they were smoking weed. They wouldn't let me be around when they were smoking cigarettes because they knew my mama would have a fit, okay? So if my mama or my daddy would have a fit, if I came home smelling like weed or cigarettes, it was a problem because the gangbanger's grandmama and my mama went fishing together, okay? So all she had to do was tell his grandmama, she going to check him, Okay. Why yeah. you got Miss Williams boys smoking like cigarettes out there? Y'all know better than that. He, he gonna get in trouble. He gonna watch. Even though he a gangbanger, 
He's going to do some extra chores, okay? Right, right, <laughs> right. It was right. that kind of respect. It was that kind of respect, man. So when they saw me coming up, if they were smoking cigarettes or shooting dice or whatever, they'd run my ass off. They wouldn't let me sit hey, there. No cousin, no cousin, no cousin, brother. Okay, no cousin, brother. brother. Not hey, that ain't a bad word, but, you know, we might, you know, FFA might, you I know, we're going to I'm not mad. They run me I'm off, right. and when they run me, it, it, they, they run me off. But on in the morning, when they were long as they was cool, I take them all to school. With. I stop by the liquor store. They get they they get what they gonna get. They would never open nothing in the car. They go behind the gym or whatever they're gonna do. And I didn't say nothing about this. I didn't snitch on them. And when I got in trouble, as long as I was fighting a non gangbanger, right? If I had a fight with a problem with somebody. They just stood around and made sure I didn't get beat. You know, get stomped out. If one of the other game bangers tried to pick on me, he would stop the fight. No, man, you can't mess with him, dude. It, it was a, it was a, it was a line between the civilians and the gang bangers back then. Wow, it was a line, dude. It was different, Doc. It was really different. You almost had to step on somebody's biscuits to get into a problem with a gang banger. Okay, even when I had to eve, dude, it was some some guy from the neighborhood. If I had a problem. If someone was got to go down, I'd, I had a couple of cats. Hey man, check that for me, will you please? All right, Lonzo, I got it. And it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go down, man, because they had that much respect. My brother was the only guy that I knew that had dual citizenship in the blood and the Crips. <laughs> Wait a minute, say that one more time. <laughs> My brother Randy Williams was the only person I knew had dual citizenship. In the Crips and the Bloods, we That's we live deep. in Anthos Park territory, okay, uh, with the Bloods. But he, he went to school with in Gardena with the Shotgun Crips. He got jumped right. into the Shotgun Crips, but he worked with the Bloods in the neighborhood, and they all knew it, okay. Yeah, that's deep. So I had, I had, <laughs> I had, I had alliances everywhere. You see what I'm saying? That was Lonzo. I, I was one. I had alliances on both sides. They wouldn't mess with me. They wouldn't mess with me. The Chris wouldn't mess with me because they knew my brother. And I grew up with all the Bloods, and they respected me not to sell dope in my club. They respected not to have any problems in my club because it was I was from the hood. And hey, man, that's the homie spot. Don't let nobody mess it up. And that's why I was able to stay at the Eve. For six years, man. Right. Now, now on, club. on the corner of Pie Roof. Right. Huh? Right. Hello? Right. Hey, man, I'm glad we done got to this point. You know, it's a whole different level, you know, where people right. really come from, where they was raised at. You know, that's why I asked that question because it's important. Anybody else on the line? I mean, I got to ask that. Well, your dad's still on the yeah. line. Who? My dad? Okay. All right, Dad. Thanks for calling in the Compton Politics. This is T25CL.com, the Galaxy Talk Radio. Right now we have Alonzo from the L.A. Wrecking Crew, L.A. Dream Team is in the house. Hey, man, I got a question I want to ask you. What, the, what kind of machine was that that you had in your hand on that stage? That was not a guitar. You know what? That's a keytar, Doc. And uh, what? the plan was my keytar. Actually, it allows me to DJ. I can I DJ from that thing right there, okay? It, it actually allows me to play my tracks, play samples the whole nine yards, just like uh, just like a DJ. But at the last minute, they told us to uh, put everything on one track and uh, submit it to them on a WAV file, on a jump drive, 
So uh, to keep down confusion. We ain't gonna keep on changing our computers. So I had to, I have to use a special program with that guitar. So I just carried it just because I had, so I've been playing with it all day long, and that's how I trigger, that's how I control the, the music for Wrecking Crew. Wow, man! I was looking. I said, "What in the world is that? That dude got up there. He ain't from Huckleberry Finn." You know what I'm saying? That's a Huckleberry. I'm like, boy, they come from they come from with some lumberjack instruments up there. That's some lumberjack stuff. Well, well, look here, man. Hey, do you know where that instrument comes from? Though, what country? I mean, who who created? That's just what the actors. That was an interesting piece of equipment. Uh, instrument that you had. I just want to know who built that. Well, what country was it building? Because it's not. Was it born? In, was it like like made in America? Made, born, made in America, Doc. It's a uh, it's a Alicia's guitar. Like I said, I uh, I work it with a program, and normally I use it to trigger the sound for the uh, for the show. But like I said, they wanted to have the show on a on a jump drive, so I just carried it out there because I had been playing with it all week long, and uh, you know. When you see somebody else like that, you know they stole it from from Lonzo. Yeah, 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 I like that. Uh, And like I said, this is Compton Politics. It's T250.com. It's Galaxy Talk Radio. We have the hip-hop legends on the line. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is going to call in tonight. It's quarter to nine. We can still go for a little while longer just in case somebody calls. We can go to like nine. Uh, is there anything that y'all would like to tell the world or how to get in contact with you? Uh, what do you do? Come to your club? What's your address? You I mean, this is really a time for you yeah. to market and brand yourself, you know, because after this show is being recorded, you can come back another two hours later and get the, and get the whole show and listen to it all over again, have it in your email. You can web, go to your club, align so you can play this interview at your club, you know what I mean, off your email or just download it in your computer. You can replay this interview. You know what I'm saying? For, for however long you want to do it. Okay. You go ahead, well, I, can, I, can, I can talk my book right quick. My book is called NWA, Not Without Alonzo. And it tells the story of my climb as a uh, young DJ from the streets of Compton uh, to a young club owner, uh, forming world class wrecking crew, hooking up with Mark, uh, Dre, Yella. Um, it talks about hooking up with me, hooking Jerry Heller with EVE. A lot of stuff you thought you thought you thought you know, you don't really know. And the, and the book also talks about uh, how the the new rap, this new rap form, is contributing to the prison industrial complex and um, causing young men to get basketball scores for for time under the heading of uh, not giving a darn. Wow. Anything else? I mean, you know, I just want to go ahead. When I I uh, I'm in the process of reading a uh, a book right now called The New Jim Crow, and when you when when you listen to this book and you hear some of the stories and you see what's happening in society today, it really opens your eyes to how 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 we're being played, and a lot of what a lot of a lot of how we're being played is through some of the art forms that people are trying to call hip-hop, but it ain't hip-hop, okay? I, I, I call it something else, but give it a different name because with the hip-hop that I know, it's going to try and keep you out of jail, not help you get uh, express lane to get into jail. And right. uh, when, I see, when I see what's going on right now, I mean, it, it ain't working for me, Doc. 
and it's real hard for me to be a grown man and, you know, just not say nothing, dude. And I think that's the problem. We, we've, been, we've been giving so many folks a pass on creativity or the right to be an artist till sometimes it's, just, it's gotten to the point where it's just too much and they need to be checked. We got our yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We got, right. got babies The lady spoke earlier about folks selling their souls. Or well, understand this: when I was in, when I first got into the game, there was a word for selling yourself, being a seller. And uh, yeah, right, right. all the big time artists at that time were selling out because uh, Will Smith had uh, he, he had them. Understandable raps that Mama could, you know, appreciate. My parents don't understand. Hammer had uh, commercials with KFC and Pepsi and the Hammer Doll, the Hammer commercials. But bottom line is, man, he wasn't selling out. He was just buying in. But because he wasn't pushing um, the NWA agenda, which, you know, at, at that time was something different, he was considered a sellout. But the agenda that's being pushed right now, I don't know who's benefiting from that son of a gun. It ain't nobody that I know. Right, right, right. And, you know, speaking on the NWA situation, I mean, it's like that was something that y'all really, like, planted a seed with, and it just blew up. I mean, the movie came out. What do y'all think about the movie? I want to ask about that. What do you think about the movie? What do you think? I mean, I saw it one time, and knowing that y'all was, like, a mecca of that, what do y'all feel about the movie? Well, somebody else want to talk for a minute? I'll talk for a second, Lonzo. Um, just for, first off, before we lose time, you know, folks can, can follow me on Instagram at DJ underscore CLI underscore N underscore T-E-L or Twitter at um, CLI underscore N underscore T-E-L. But having said that, the movie was very entertaining. Uh, F. Gary Gray is an awesome, awesome director. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, the actors did a, a, a fairly decent job of portraying, you know, aspects of, you know, that, that era of, of hip hop. Um, you know, but albeit having said that, um, I, I did enjoy the film as, as a, as a filmmaker and a film watcher. Um, but it wasn't a documentary. So, um, there are aspects of it that were played up for, for dramatic effect or for the Hollywood, you know, so-called effect, because I understand that people have to, you know, feel some connection to characters right away. You only have two hours to tell a story like that. And, uh, you know, you got to put, you know, seats in the box office. So I get that. So, you know, um, ticket sales were, were important to them. I know that. And, and um, it, but at least it did catch, capture some of the essence of what was going on. But again, it wasn't a documentary. So um, facts, as far as being factual, factually accurate, mm, there's a range, you know, depending on who you talk to. I've heard anywhere yeah. from 50% to 75% accurate, you know, wow. sometimes estimates even lower. But, you know, again, it, it's it's not a documentary. Uh, so, you know, but I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I'm glad that that, um, that that era, you know, got some kind of shine to it and people kind of understood a little bit better what was going on and what the conditions were at that time that, that kind of led to, uh, the subject matter that NWA covered, um, albeit there were a lot of other uh, artists and a lot of other, you know, uh, entertainers and, and that were that were going that route. Uh, some of them got 
you know, somewhat suppressed because maybe they weren't street enough or, or, or weren't considered hard enough. And some of them we saw at the, the Radiotron, you know, just this Saturday. But, you know, by and large, it was, it was an entertaining movie, and um, I enjoyed watching the film. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That was just a question I had on it. That was it. Uh, from from Lonzo's perspective, somebody who's actually in the movie, um, and who was who who knows the backstory to almost every scenario in that movie, and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with clientele, it was excellent entertainment. I hear you too. Was, I'm listening. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you too. It was, it was excellent entertainment, but like he said, it wasn't a documentary, and it was a few things. But when I saw it, it kind of that really upset me, but it kind of made me wonder why these things had to be so important, especially when I know they were not true. One is that they kept alcohol in everybody's hands throughout the movie, okay? And clientele can attest to this. As many times he's ever been to any one of my studios, any one of my houses, you ain't never seen nobody drink nope. around us. You ain't never seen me drink, okay? Wasn't happening. Now, Wasn't I'm going wow. to I may have a drink. I may have a uh, a drink a night uh, on a Saturday night after everything is done, but far as me walking around with a bottle of uh, uh, Cobassier or a bottle of uh, whatever else they had in my hand or yellow with a drink, come on, man. Come wow. on. Uh-huh. Come on, dude. It ain't never that. been like that, dude. But like Clive you know, said, I mean, like y'all said, hey, it's entertainment. You know what I'm saying? But, what I don't understand is why is it that we have to have alcohol for entertainment? They could, the, the alcohol was not important to the scene, but it was trying there. To get our kids, look, trying to get our kids to start drinking. You know how they do it? Some well, you know what? well, you know what, dude? I, I think you, you're very right. So understand this. When you see stuff like that in movies and uh, when you hear records about alcohol and weed, and scissor and that purple drink and whatever stumble, whatever, uh, whatever ecstasy, whatever the case may be, my philosophy is that a record is a mini commercial, okay? And it's a pre-commercial whatever you want to promote, okay? And with the with with the, with the weed not being legal, contrary to what people may think, weed is still not legal, okay? It's only acceptable to possess if you have a card. But if you have a, if you're on parole or probation, even though you have a card, you will get violated if you turn in a dirty pee uh, test with weed in your system. Okay? So these are mixed messages that youngsters are getting. Okay? So when you, you know, know, if you take an ecstasy or whatever you think you're doing that's not, uh, uh, acceptable to the job market, to the parole department, to the probation department. You're going to find yourself on the outside looking in, digging yourself into a deeper hole because it appears, you would think, because you would think the way weed is in every video, it's in every uh, record almost, you would think that the government has finally gave it, given in and made it legal. But that's not the case whatsoever. Right, so, right, right. I, mean, I, I, I use it as an example because. The folks who can who, who smoke the weed on record, they're not taking a P test to get a job. They already got a job, okay? They ain't got to get up in the morning and go to work. When they talk about popping bottles, it's because somebody probably gave them the bottle to pop in the first place. Right, Okay, of they course. pay that question, they credit card. They're not paying t- using their rent to pay, p- pop bottles. 
I own a club. If I sell two bottles a weekend, I'm a happy camper. It ain't like that. Okay? Wow. So, so you said in it the movie, like actually. So you said in the movie they actually infiltrated that that the red tape, the propaganda part. Really, like I said, they they the entertainment know what they do. They know what they're doing. You know, they know how to get things out there. You know, it's a lot of new people that never tried, that never had it before. So there's more people that want to try that never had it that are already trying it already. You know what I mean? And that's how they know the game. They know they know the tricks how to do it. I mean, and you know, telling how many youths got to drink and liquor after watching that movie. Right. Now, understand this. What is the purpose? Is, is it for to sell liquor or to get folks to be uh, desensitized to DUIs so they can get you caught up in the, in the legal system now? Okay? Yeah, cause, right. Understand this. Either way it goes, the money's going to be made, but you ain't going to make a dime. It's going to cost you whether you buy the liquor. If there's no black folks, there's no liquor companies. Ain't no black in the liquor companies. We might have a couple of bottles. We might have some bottled wine or some or some energy drinks, but from, to my knowledge, ain't no black folks own no liquor companies. And <laughs> if you get caught with a DUI, you, you, you caught up for the next, I don't know, man, next year, not to mention your robbing record is ruined, your insurance going to go through the – so you're going to lose all the way around. So it's a trick. It's a trap. Of course. If you want to fall for it, huh? Yeah, I said, of course. I, be, I mean, that's what I was saying. That was a cold message they put in that movie. I like say, like you said, you wasn't walking around with bottles every day. This is not what, you know, that's not how you did it way back then. Cause, hey, Alonzo, y'all started, you, you started what, in 1977? I started even 1979. Okay. I was DJing in 77. Okay. I left high school in 70, 75, did a year in broadcast school. The year after that, I started DJing. Okay. Hey, hey, Clontel, how long have you been before you got in it? How long was that, what? How long was it before you got in? Was it seventy seven for you too? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't I didn't join the wrecking crew until about eighty three, eighty four. Um I was still in high school when, when I joined uh wrecking crew. I, I was actually already a battle rapper. I was, I had a kind of a reputation around LA and Compton and Watts and places like that. Because I would just jump in the battle I would go to parties and jump in the battles or we would throw parties, me and Joe Cooley. Uh, we had a little DJ crew and uh, you know, we'd be DJing and then I see a battle going on, I'd jump right in it. You know, got got my okay. skills tight, and uh, when I uh, joined the crew, Lonzo was, had announced a contest uh, one week, and uh, so I went up there and jumped in the contest and won the contest. And then from that point, you know, he actually invited me to join, and that's how I joined. And I think after that, we cut our first record, and uh, then we went from there. So oh. you know, but 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 just to piggyback, you know, real quick off of what Lonzo was saying, the, the whole concept of you know selling selling our youth into prisons, you know, selling our youth into the prison system, you know, you have to create the psychology first. And a lot of these records and a lot of songs that are out, that, that are, you know, promoted and pushed by major labels, even at that, you know, um, you know, time in the 90s and stuff, was was pushing that mentality, you know, selling our, our, our youth into this lifestyle, glorifying it, glamorizing it, and, you know, really, really just cauterizing it into our brains. So that, you know, if you're an impressionable mind, you think, oh, wow, they got the nice cars, they got the fancy, you know, jewelry, they got the pretty women, I want that lifestyle. So, you know, they go out and desire that, but then they got to do those things, you know, put in that work, get there. They don't realize there's a whole, you know, criminal, you know, justice system that's waiting, you know, waiting there to get them caught up. And sometimes you can be innocent and still get caught up. So, 
You know, right. he's driving, driving while black or walking while black or walking while Latino. So, you know, and, and, and you know, rarely, rarely, if you can, if you can't afford, you know, proper, uh, you know, legal representation, rarely do you have, you know, very many options. So, um, yeah, and, you know, the, 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 the incarceration rate, you know, uh, is astounding. Um, the recidiv- you know, recidivation rate is astounding and everything that happens you know, in that is part of that, you know, prison industrial complex because prisons are privatized and people are profiting off of our suffering. So that's something that definitely has to be looked at. And uh, anytime uh, an event or a movie promotes that, we really, really have to, you know, question that and keep our, you know, our minds and, and our eyes open to what the intent is behind that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, man, this has been a powerful night. There's been a lot of great information. Uh, I appreciate both of y'all from L.A. Wrecking Crew and L.A. Dream Team. Both of y'all just, like, stayed on the line with me tonight. I appreciate that. I mean, it meant a lot. This is constant politics. I'll be shutting down. But um, thanks, Pops, for calling in and hanging in there with me. Um, I'm going to... Okay. I'm looking at my little list right here. I think my callers are calling in. Alonzo, Mr. Murphy Sr., Clientel, uh, Regina. You know, she had a lot of great information. If y'all want to get with her about, you know, the interviews, just, you know, y'all probably got her information, but that's a friend of mine, personal friend of mine. She's real good on what she does. Like she said, she writes books, and I know she's going to do whatever she's doing in a five-star level. Uh, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics. I thank y'all brothers for calling in, really. I really do appreciate that. It's an honor to have y'all on my radio show tonight. I want to thank Lady T for sitting here for the help and producing my show with me, really. She's been sitting here giving my little notes, and I want to thank Rosalind from Teaching 5 to uh, handling uh, the motherboard for me. I thank everybody. Uh, Rosalind, you still on the line? Yeah, I'm here. No, Rosalind? Yes, I'm here. I'm getting ready, okay. to, I'm getting ready to sign out. All right. All righty. Uh, all right, Rosalind. Thank you for everything. Send the last word. You got to go. Rosalind got to go, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and count down, y'all. I got to go ahead and shut down. Uh, thank you, everybody. You got shows every week, 7.30. 7.30 every week, Monday through Friday, okay? Call and check out the list. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Compton. Paula Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.